you that this is not so. <laughs> and it's very important for us to have the basics because that's where our foundation is. And we're living in the time and age when everything that can be shaken will be shaken. So that what cannot be shaken will remain. So we're going through a time of shaking. So please do understand that and please do prepare yourself for the shaking that is happening right now. There's a lot of shaking that is going on personally for Christians and also corporately for the church. Amen. Very important, of course, nationally for Israel as well. So what is life and who am I? Life is the most important subject. It's the most important subject. And yet we spend so much time living life. We spend so much time in the process of living we spend so much time in the livelihood that we have to make that a lot of times we can't be bothered thinking about what is life or asking even what is life. And uh, a lot of times, most of us, we are so pressured by what's going on in the world. We are so consumed with what life seems to be offering us and so consumed with the busyness of life. It's like you have no time even to breathe and not even to say, to think about, to meditate on and ask God, what is life? The word of God is the most powerful menu that you can have in terms of living. The word of God, yes, it is a very good book for morality. And we do need morals as a nation, as a country. But the word of God is actually your manual for living. Nobody can live a successful, a healthy, and a good life without studying. I'm not talking about just casually reading. Without studying the word of God. There are four biblical words, basic Biblical words, of course, more than four, but I want to focus on these four this morning. Four biblical words that are translated as life in your Bible. Translated as life in your Bible. The first one is the Hebrew word, Hayya. Hayya appears 270 times in the Old Testament. We're living in this time and generation, we are so consumed with health. Your body can generate a voice that sends you straight to the doctor or to the emergency. Everybody is into tests to see whether we are healthy or strong. It's very important that we ask ourselves, what is this life that is residing in this body? What is this life that is residing in you? What makes you a person? What makes you different from a dog? What makes you different from a plant? What makes you different from animals? The word Haya, 270 times it appears in the Old Testament, translated as life or live. And there are four Greek words that are translated as life or living. Four Greek words, sorry, three Greek words that I want to highlight this morning. Three Greek words translated as life that I want to highlight this morning. The first one is zoe. Zoe is the highest, 
the victorious, the overcoming life. Zoe is actually the life of God. That's the word Zoe. It's the life of God translated as eternal life, translated as everlasting life. It appears 134 times in the New Testament. 134 times in the New Testament. The majority of it you can find in the Gospel of John. The second word, the second Greek word translated as life is the word suhe. It's the word suhe, which means personality, which is also translated as life, soul, mind, heart. This word appears 104 times in the New Testament, 104 times in the New Testament. The third word, the third Greek word translated as life also in the New Testament is the word bios. Bios is referring to your lifespan, referring to your manner of life, your manner of living, your livelihood. It's referring to you as a biological person, a biological species. It appears 11 times in the New Testament. 11 times. So I've mentioned to you four biblical words translated as life. The Hebrew word mainly is haya. The Greek word is zoe, the highest life, God's life. And then suhe, which is referred, referring to your soul. And the last word bios, referring to your biological being. Now I want you to look at Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 with me. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, which is the beginning of life. If you don't know even what life is, why are you so concerned about being alive? If we don't even know what life is, why are we so concerned about living? So we need to know what life is. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. This is the life zoe, the God's life. And man became a living, and this is also the word zoe, a living soul, the God kind of life. And the word soul comes from the word, the, the, the Greek word, suhe, which is referring to your personality, referring to your soul. So you have the breath of life and then you have the living soul. And then you have the word, the dust of the ground, the dust of the ground, referring to the physical life, your body, which comes from the word bios. So you can, within one scripture, can see the three parts of you, your physical being, your soulish being, and your spiritual being. So you are more than just a physical body. You are more than just your intelligence, your soul, which is made up of your will, your thoughts, and your emotions. And you are not only just a spirit. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. It's so, so important that we understand that. And in that priority, in that order, spirit first, and then your soul, and then your body. In that order, in that 
priority. If you look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Let's look at this one. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. It's W-H-O-L-L-Y, wholly. So that means if either part of you is not functioning well, referring to your body, referring to your soul, and referring to your spirit, then one part of you is missing. So it's very important that you look at the totality of your being the totality of your being, with your spirit being the highest, the greatest, the most powerful, the overcoming, the victorious. Amen. So the the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray that your whole, W-H-O-L-E, spirit and soul and body be preserved. Preserved means protected from attacks. Protected from depletion, protected from injury, preserved, blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The mistakes that a lot of people make, including Christians, is being consumed in your soul or being consumed by your soul or living a life in bondage to your soul. What am I talking about? Being consumed by what your mind is thinking. Being consumed by what your feelings is processing. And being consumed by what your self-will is telling you. That can consume you to the extent that you lose your physical health. To the extent that you lose your spiritual life. It's very important that we keep that priority in the very first forefront of our consciousness, spirit, soul, and body. Say with me, spirit, soul, body. One more time, spirit, soul, body. How many of you know that your words are powerful? You need to allow your spirit to speak to you. Your spirit can speak health to your body. Your spirit can speak soundness to your mind. Your spirit can speak holiness to your soul. That's why it is so important you speak the word of God even to yourself. And another mistake that a lot of people make, including Christians, would be living a life that is consumed by the needs of the body. Even when you are in the midst of sickness and disease, you cannot live your life consumed by the needs of healing. A lot of people, they don't get into healing. They cannot get healing. It's because they are consumed by the need for health. Whenever you put the body, the need of your body first or the need of your soul first, you are suppressing your spirit. Your spirit cannot function properly because your soul is in the forefront or because your body is in the forefront. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you have at a time when you're so tempted by a chocolate cake (laughs) that you find it very hard to fast? Because whatever you are consumed with will become the most important to you. So that's why it's so important that we keep that priority. What's the priority again? One more time. Spirit. Soul. Body. One more time. Spirit. 
soul and body in that order it's very important very very important because if you're busy with survival if you're busy with your social life including your family life then you will just be surviving as a victim a victim to sickness and disease a victim to social needs a victim to biological needs and you will be neglecting and you won't be pursuing the understanding that God has for you amen for every issue of life a christian who is born again listen to me a christian who is born again even serving in the church can live like a gentile for those who are not serving in the church they go work in the world for those that are serving in the church they serve that's their work but you can live like a gentile live like an unregenerated unsaved person until you or he or she wakes up to the truth and becomes spirit conscious once again when we talk about your spirit i'm talking about your consciousness when i'm talking about your spirit i'm talking about your consciousness how conscious are you that you are a born again child of god how conscious are you that you have the holy spirit living on the inside of you how conscious are you that god's presence is with you we're living in a world that is bombarding us with all kinds of noises but you need to treasure the voice of the holy spirit on the inside of you and around you and upon you can we say amen and it's a still small voice if your environment is always noisy if you're bombarded by all the stimulations of what's going on around you then the still small voice can be drowned and you won't wake up to the reality of it not until something really hits you hard a spirit filled christian surrounded by carnal and worldly people living in an atmosphere of worldliness when you're at home i really encourage you to turn off the tv as often as you can We are called to live a quiet and peaceable life. The world now, especially the end times with all that is going on, you can get so so stimulated, bombarded by all the noises of this world. But if you are surrounded all the time by carnal and worldly people living in an atmosphere of worldliness, hearing words of human reasoning, hearing words of unbelief hearing words of pain and hurt and sorrows and depression you can easily become spiritually ignorant inactive you think that it's because you've listened to those songs for too many times no it's not that it's because you are spiritually dull you think that you've listened to the sermon for too many times no it's because you are spiritually dull you think that you have read the bible for so many times no it's because you are spiritually dull 
when the Holy Spirit is alive in you, he breathes on the word of God, breathes on the songs of God. He breathes on the scriptures, breathes on the servants, sermons. God is life. And whenever he's present, there's plenty of life. You become a life and everything that you do thrives. Glory be to God. Amen. Don't ever do anything without being quickened by the Holy Spirit. Amen. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Because remember, Ezekiel 47, what happened? Ezekiel 48. Ezekiel 48, what happened? As soon as Ezekiel listened, as soon as Ezekiel heard the voice of God, The voice that he heard became the prophecy that came out of his mouth. And what happened? The dry bones came back to life. Can we say amen? Amen. Wherever the presence of God is, there is life. And in life, in the life of God, there is no sickness. In the life of God, there is no death. In the life of God, there is no decay. Amen. That's so, so important. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you look at Luke chapter 8, verse 14, Luke 8, 14. The cares and the riches and the pleasures of this life brings no fruit to perfection. We're living in the end times. It's so important for us to protect our hearts, protect our minds from the cares of this life, which may sound very legitimate to you. But it missed in the middle of all the cares of this life, you need to tune in to the voice of God. The wonderful counselor, the Holy Spirit, the leader, the guide, the trainer, the coach for our lives. When you are confronted with so many roads, which one do you take? Ask the Holy Spirit. Which one should I take? And the Holy Spirit will show you which one to take. And you have to be willing to go through the training. Go through the training of hearing and discerning the voice of God. Go through the study. Go through the training of hearing, hearing and discerning the voice of God. Can we say amen? So that it's not your soul fooling you. So that it's not the devil deceiving you. It's not the world tempting you. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. What life do you have? What life do you have? What life you are living determines who you are. So you may be a Christian, but because you're not living a Christian life, then you are no different from a non-Christian. You may be a Christian, but because your thoughts are all carnal and worldly, you are no different from those who are not saved. So the life that you're living identifies you in the spirit. The life that you're living identifies you in the spirit. Why am I not having signs and wonders and miracles? What kind of life are you living? Can angels come to you? Can the Spirit of God come to you? Is he synchronizing with your thoughts? Is he synchronizing with your attitude, 
your values. The kind of life that you're living identifies you in the realm of the spirit. What is life? Is it just a force? What does it mean to be alive? What's the difference between an animal life, a vegetable life, and a human life? If people do evolve from animals, then animals and people have the same kind of life. It's just different on the scale of evolution. Is that why? Some people propose to save animals, but to kill babies. Because for them, babies are no different from animals. So we need to know, is my life different from the life of an animal and the life of a plant? To be alive means it's an animate object. To be alive means you have the ability to respond. You are a life form. It can be at the lowest life form, like an amoeba. How many of you have heard of an amoeba when you were doing your biology? Yes, an unicellular organism. And then you go up the scale of life to a flower, a butterfly, an animal, a human being. That's how the evolutionists think. So are all lives the same? Are all life forms the same? If you read Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, God created. So God is the creator of all the universe, the creator of mankind. How did God create? His spirit moved upon. His spirit moved upon. His spirit hovered. And then he said, let there be. He said, and he said, let there be. So God is life. His word is life. His breath is life. God is the life giver. He is the origin of your life. He is the origin of all life. God is life. His word is life. He is the life giver. There is no life without God. And that's why babies are precious because babies come from God. And that's why everything that is organic is precious because God is the maker. He is the life giving God. His word gives life. When we talk about being full of life, we're talking about something that responds to God's word. So everything, including the sun and the moon, responds to the word of God. Everything, including the tissues in your body, respond to the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember, Jesus said in Luke chapter 19, verse 40, he said that if you don't praise him, even the rocks will cry out. And that's why when you pray and you're commanding things to happen in the name of Jesus, everything, all of creation responds to the name of Jesus. Can we say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. All of creation responds to the name of Jesus. But you ask me, what about the metal? Where do you find your metal? In the earth, the dust of the earth. Responds to the name of Jesus. Can we say amen? 
Every name that is named at the name of Jesus, every name that is named must bow to the name of Jesus. Amen. All of creation must bow to the name of Jesus. So to God, every created thing is organic. Amen. Having the ability to respond to God, to respond to the word of God. Amen. Their creator. Hallelujah. And whatever is organic can be regenerated. Why can it be regenerated? Because life is there. Wherever there is life, there is growth. Wherever there is life, there is restoration. Wherever there is life, there is healing. Can we say amen? There is a difference between a human being and a robot. We're living in the robotic age. You will see robots becoming more and more popular and more and more common. And robots will be made to an extent that it will become more and more like men. They will start dressing robots, you know, with the skin of a person, with the eyes that look like people. And to the extent that later on, you might not be able to differentiate between a robot and a real person just on the outside. We're living in the age when um, artificial intelligence is escalating. We're living in the age when the network, the internet is escalating. I, rem- I remember I did share with you some time ago, the building of the Tower of Babel is happening now. It's the building of human intelligence. It's the building of science. It's the building of technology when men will finally declare that I am God. That's what the devil wants people to do. For the people to declare themselves as God and then he takes over as God. That's the Antichrist. So we need to know where the world is going. We need to know that. And there will be more and more bioscience technology coming to the forefront. These are the major signs of the end time. This is the time of the building of the Tower of Babel. And we are moving into the realm of dictatorship. The realm of dictatorship, a cashless society, an antichrist dictatorship as foretold in the Bible. So it's very, very important that we are aware of what's going on, that we are in the know and not in the unknown. Don't make God so mysterious that you can't hear his voice. Don't make God so mysterious that you can't follow him. God is not mysterious. It's just that you are too dense spiritually or we are too dense spiritually. We need to be spiritually in tune. We need to be spiritually intelligent. We need to be spiritually smart. So that we can follow our shepherd. Can we say amen? In the midst of all this mess that's going on. This confusion is going on. And don't be desensitized. I understand. It's like when you go on the internet. All all the, the fake news and everything that's going on. And in the midst of all this chaos. Make sure that you hear the voice of God. Can we say amen? It's very, very important because we are in the time, we're in a time of the ultimate spiritual warfare. So we need to be in tune. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 1 verse 3. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 3. The ox knows his owner. Another translation says his maker. The ox knows its maker and the ass his maker's creep. But Israel, referring to the people of God. They do not know. 
my people do not consider. So in the midst of the pursuit of knowledge, in the midst of the pursuit of knowledge, what kind of knowledge is the most important? Is the knowledge of God. Is the knowledge of God. God is life. God is not a force. God is not a big bang. God is not evolution. God is never random. Nobody can succeed by playing random. Have you ever found an athlete, a runner, who just shows up and say, I'm going to win this race? Have you ever found a runner, you know, who just show up and win a race? No. What do they need to go through? Training. Say with me, training. training. Knowledge. Discipline. Discipline. Say that again. Training. training. Knowledge. Discipline. Discipline. Success does not just show up at random. It's very important that we understand. So God is not random. Neither is God mysterious. God wants us to know him. God wants us to follow him. God is a giver. God is not a hoarder. God does not keep everything to himself, including his life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever receives him shall have eternal life. So God is a life giver. He gives gifts, the gifts of the spirit. He gives life, eternal life. He gives joy. He gives his blessings. Amen. Religion tries to make God so mysterious, but God is not mysterious. If you want to know him, he will make himself known unto you. Isn't he good? Amen. So God is life. He's not a force. Why? Because he is purposeful. He is intentional. No success can come into our life without us being purposeful and intentional. Look at where you are now. You are where you are now because you have been purposeful. You've been intentional. You've organized your time. You've organized your life to achieve your goals. Life begets life. And that's how God runs the whole universe. Everything reproduces after its own kind. I don't know about you. I like to propagate my plants. Do you like to propagate your plants? Right? You can propagate them. Right? So if I propagate my double impatience, what do I get? Double impatience. I won't get an orange tree. If I propagate my roses, what do I get? Roses. I won't get azalea. (laughs) Everything begets after its own kind. Right? You can propagate and you can reproduce. So a dog will reproduce and gives you a dog. A horse will reproduce and gives you a horse. So you can reproduce. And give God his people after his own kind. Can we say amen? The heart of God is after his own people. The same way that people want to reproduce after themselves. God's heart is to reproduce a people after his own heart. To live his 
life. The highest, the greatest, the conquering, the overcoming life. That has no failure, that has no death. And that's why in Genesis chapter 1, you find these two scriptures. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. That's what differentiates you from an animal. That's what differentiates you from a monkey, a gorilla. And Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Say to yourself, I'm made in the image of God. Say to yourself, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Don't allow the enemy to attack you with inferiority and self-doubt. It's very bad for you. It's very bad for your mental health, very bad for your emotional health. God wants you to think good about yourself. God wants you to have good thoughts about yourself. I am good. Come on, say to yourself, I'm good. I can be better. I can become the best. Amen. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. In the natural, God has given you an awesome body, a wonderful body. In the natural, God has given you your willpower, given you your mental power, given you your emotional power. In the spirit, God has made you a new creation. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Another translation calls it a new species of being. A new species of being. We are God's species of being. Amen. The world wants to degrade you and make you think that you have evolved from monkeys. But God wants to lift you up and let you know that you are made in the image of God. So you can decide, do you want to live a high life or do you want to live an animal life? Ask yourself. Do you want to live a high life or do you want to live an animal life? I want to live a high life. Can we say amen? A people of God. Amen. Just now I mentioned to you that the Hebrew word higher, the Hebrew word higher appeared 270 times in the Old Testament. So it's good for us to know what life is. Don't just keep living and living without what life is about. Don't be so consumed with the busyness of life and the pleasures and the entertainments of life that you've no idea why am I alive? What am I living for? It's so important to have all these fundamental questions sorted. So let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19. Deuteronomy 30, 19. Why are we going back to the Bible? Because the Bible is the word of God. The Bible is the word of our creator. The Bible is our manual for living. So whatever answer you're looking for, you can find it in the word of God. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life. This is the word higher. Life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life higher. So God is saying, this is your choice 
two rows, two rows. You choose which row to take. The row that takes you higher or the row that takes you lower. Can we say amen? I want to remind you that the life of God is generational. Because people are created in the image of God, wherever there is life, there is no dead end street. The Bible says that there is none barren in his tribe. So get rid of that lie. Everything reproduces after its own kind. There is no dead end street. So there is hope in you. You can reproduce spiritually and biologically. I'm talking about generational blessings. Come on, say it with me, generational blessings. The life of God multiplies. The life of God propagates itself. Amen. We have to understand that in the Old Testament, the people that had lived after the fall, remember, they had to live after the fall. And they lived, for even for those that lived after the fall and before the flood, they lived up to 900 years. 900 plus and minus. We're talking about the life force now in the physical body. You have the world educating you and telling you that you are so vulnerable. Everything about you is so vulnerable. Your bones are vulnerable. Your body is vulnerable. I chew, you know, I have sickness. No, I can hurt you a lot of times and not sick. <laughs> I can feel pain in my body and not sick. You are strong. The Bible says that your body is fearfully and wonderfully made. It's so important for us to appreciate ourselves and not to downgrade ourselves. Can we say amen? Stop doubting yourself. You're not doing yourself a favor. Fear is an enemy. Fear that keeps telling you that you're not good enough. Fear that keeps telling you you can't do this and you can't do that is an enemy. Is an enemy. You are made to succeed. We are called to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. We, God wants good people to multiply. God wants good people to multiply. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. How many of you believe that you are good? Lift up your hands. God wants you to multiply. God wants you to influence and affect the people around you for what? For self-interest? For self-interest? For vanity? For what? For good. Come on, say with me, for good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So the Hebrew word, haya, it means to live, to have life. It means to live prosperously. To live prosperously. It means to revive. It means to be quickened. It means to be delivered from sickness and disease. It means to be delivered from discouragement. How many of you have suffered from discouragement before? Discouragement is made up of two words, this and courage. Discouragement is to take away your courage. Don't allow the devil to do that. Courage is very, very important. God said to Joshua, be strong and be of a good courage. 
the courage to overcome, the courage to conquer, the courage to overcome sickness and disease. If the doctors are helping you to overcome sickness and disease, how much more you need to overcome sickness and disease? Amen. Don't play a victim and think that I cannot do anything. You can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. Can we say amen? amen. What's the song that we sang just now? Can I can do anything through Christ, which strengthens me. I can do all things. Amen. Come on, say to yourself, I can do all things. Through Christ, the anointing which strengthens me. Let me ask you a question. Is God for you or against you? Does God want to punish you and send you to hell or does he want to save you and send you to heaven? When God is for me, who can be against me? God is good. He's your best friend. There is none like him. No one can touch your heart the way that God does. Amen. Not even your lover, not even your spouse. He touches the deepest part of you. When people want you to change, when there are other people that tell you you need to change this, and then you say, what do you want? Why are you asking me to change? (laughs) But when God touches your heart, you say, yes, I will change. He's wonderful. Praise God. Amen. The word means to restore you to life, to cause you to grow. Amen. Hayai means to preserve you, to quicken you. Glory be to God. Let's look at the life of Jesus. The life of Jesus. John 5, 26. I was a religious person for a long time. I was a Catholic. I was religious, you know. And I had no idea what I did. <laughs> Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is reality. God is not a religious God. God is a real and a true God. And he's alive in you. He's alive with you. And he lives on the inside of you. He's your best counselor. He's your best comforter. Nobody can comfort you the way the Holy Spirit does. Amen. So let's look at John 5, 26. For as the Father has life, this is the word zoe. Zoe, the life of God. For as the father has life in himself, so has he given the son to have life in himself. I told you just now, there are three Greek words translated as life. One is Zoe, which is the life of God, the highest life, the greatest life, the most fulfilling life, the victorious and the victorious and triumphant life. And the next one is Suki. Suki is, it means the soulish life, the way you think, the way you feel, the way you, you will. That's suki, suki. And the last one is bios. That's to do with your biological life. So this one is the word zoe, the highest life. And if you look at John 1, John 1 verse 4. John 1 verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of man. Life is very precious, and that's why we need to know what it is. If you don't know what life is, it will be just like you're just squandering your time. What is time? Come on, ask, answer me. What is your time? Your time is your life. You live for 120 years, 
your lifespan is 120. You live for 80 years, your lifespan is 80. What have you done with the 80 years? Every one of us is given exactly 24 hours a day. What have you done with the 24 hours a day? Let's face it. We sleep one third, one third of the 24 hours, eight hours of sleep. (laughs) And then what do we do with the rest of the two thirds? Let's say you work for another eight hours. So you only have eight hours left. What are you doing with the rest? Do you spend the rest of the eight hours in front of the box watching TV? Do you, re- do you spend the rest of the eight hours just for pleasures? What a waste. So it's very important that we know what our life is so that we can organize our time. Can we say amen? Do you live unto God? Because God has a good plan for your life and you will be blessing others. Or do you live just to please people? Or do you live just to please yourself? And don't forget that the God kind of life is eternal. You'll be entering into the realm of heaven the realm of timelessness. That's why none of us wants to age. None of us wants to die because we are made, every one of us is made to live forever. After you've learned so much, after you've experienced so much, after you've discovered so much, why do you want to die? It doesn't make sense. Why would God create us and bless us and teach us and then want us to cease to exist? It doesn't make sense. That's the difference between you and an animal. A dog, I love my dog, his name is Gift. I love my dog, but he doesn't have a spirit. He's a soul. He's very soulish. He has his feelings. He jumps up and down. He gets excited. And he has his thoughts. He he thinks when I ask him, you know, come. He thinks about it, whether he wants to come or not. And then give him two minutes and then he will come. (laughs) He has his own will. He has his own mind. He has his own feelings, but he doesn't have a spirit. But very sad to say, a lot of people live like that. Trapped by their own soulish life. A very powerful word is the word aspiration. God wants us to aspire to greatness, to aspire to greatness. How many of you know that it takes God's power to be good? Without God, we cannot be good. You know, if I'm too good, then people bully me. If I'm too good, then people take advantage of me. And if I'm too good, then I'm like a doormat. I try to be good. I appear to be good. But on the inside, I'm taking care of number one, who is myself. (laughs) But when you have God, you can't. Why? Because his goodness overtakes you. 
Can we say amen? His goodness overtakes your selfishness. And God wants us to aspire. God wants us to aspire to success. God wants us to aspire to nobility. God wants us to aspire to greatness. Can we say amen? Because with your aspiration, he can give, he can give you his inspiration. When you aspire, then he can inspire. Deep calleth unto deep. He wants you to live a high life. When you want to reach high, then he can reach you and touch you from on high. Can we say amen? But if you are so busy and you are so consumed with an average life, a normal life, a natural life, a sinful life, then you will not aspire unto his greatness. Can we say amen? Say with me, Lord, I want to aspire to your goodness. Say with me, God, I want to aspire to your goodness. Amen. Now go with me to Jude verse 20. Jude verse 20. Jude verse 20. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Building up is the word epoikodomio. Epoikodomio, the Greek word means Keep rising higher, like a high rise. Keep rising like a high rise. Keep rising like a high rise. As I said to you, there are many noises around you that keep pulling you down. That keep trying to focus you on the pleasures of life, the busyness of life, the problems of life. But God is in the business of lifting you up, lifting you up so that you're rising higher and higher like an edifice. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Say to the person next to you, you are destined for greatness. Amen. You are destined for greatness. Go with me to John chapter 12. John chapter 12. If you don't have God, this natural life can get depleted. This natural life can get depleted, can get worn out. How many of you have ever worn, have ever felt worn out? How many of you have ever felt depleted? How many of you have ever felt, I can't go on anymore? I can't love anymore? I can't take this anymore? And that's why it is so important for us to have the life of God so that we can be revived, we can be restored, we can be empowered. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you look at John chapter 12, verse 25. Now in this one scripture, you have different Greek words for life. He that loves this life is referring to the natural carnal life shall lose it. He that hates his life, once again, referring to the natural carnal life, the soulish life, suki, suki, the soulish life. He that hates the soulish life, the suki in this world, shall keep it unto life eternal. Life eternal is the word zoe. You always have to choose. That's a choice. Life is made up of decisions. You have decision after decision after decision after decision. But the key is that don't be consumed by all the petty decisions that you lose whole, lose sight of the most important decisions. 
Did you hear me? It's so important that you be not consumed with the decisions of this natural life that you lose the power to choose the most important, the Zoe high life. Can we say amen? Thank you, Jesus. The most high life comes from the most high God. As I said before, which life are you feeding most? Whichever you feed grows. Whichever you feed grows. If you keep feeding your bad self, your bad self will grow and devour you like a monster. But if you feed your high life, your God-given life, that life will rise up from the inside of you and bless you and empower you. And instead of the people around you influencing you for a low life, you will be influencing the people around you for a high life. The Holy Spirit is our trainer, our mentor, our provider, and guide. God is a wonderful giving God. It's important for us to know this and to receive from him. Every one of us needs to be guided and taught, no matter how old you are, how many degrees do you have, how intelligent you are. Because there are no universities and there are no technical colleges that teach you how to live. We have seen celebrities divorce like anybody else. We have seen celebrities commit suicide like anybody else. There are no human institutions that would teach you how to live well. So we must be guided. We must be taught. The key is, are you willing to invest your time with God? God is so good. He has saved us, he has redeemed us, and he has never left us to ourselves. He's still teaching, he's still guiding, he's still leading. But do I have time for God? Do I invest my time into my Zoe life? Remember I said, the life that you live identifies you. It's not a name tag that I am a Christian. It's whether I'm living a Christian Zoe life. Can we say amen? Are you willing to invest your time with God into your own well-being? Don't be so busy just using your time to make money using your time to have pleasure, and then you have no time for yourself, your high self, your soy life. Let's face it. Who else can make your time more meaningful, productive, joyful, and peaceful than your creator, your personal savior, your Jesus, the ever-present 
Holy Spirit. God is your best friend. I love my husband, but I'm never as good as God is to my husband. I love my children, but I'm never as good as God is to my children. He's the best friend you can ever have. He is personal, not just corporate. Let's finish with this scripture, John 10.10. 10. I remember when I first got saved, I was a Catholic. I was a Catholic that didn't read my Bible much. I was a Catholic that just, you know, went to church once a week on a Sunday and just did my thing, do my part. And, and I didn't even want to part with my money, you know, just singing the choir is good enough for God. <laughs> but when God touched me, why was I searching for God? Because I was a mother. Because being married, I thought my husband could handle his life very well. You know, I would handle my life. He would handle his life. You know, that would, we would be good. But then I became a mom. And when I became a mom, I said, it dawned on me that it's such a big responsibility to bring up another human being. Like to me, it was, wow, I'm going to give birth to a person. And I'm going to raise up this person. And I started to, whoa. What should I do? You know, what could I do? And of course, I looked at the psychology. I did psychology when I was in university. And I started looking into all the psychology books, you know. But then there was a lot of schools of thoughts, you know, different kinds of teaching. And I got just all confused. And then when I started to look for God, then God reaches me. And it's just like a big door was opened unto me. And I found that, wow, this is the best way to live for myself and for my children and for my family. I was once blind, but then I saw. But now I see. Amen? Amen. Why was I blind? Because I was covered by darkness. All the noises of this world, the darkness of this world. And then the light came and shattered all that darkness. And for the first time, I could see. And the Bible became meaningful to me. The Bible became life to me. The Bible became the power of God to me. The Bible became the counselor to me. Jesus said, the thief comes not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Destroy your best life, your high life, and just make you ordinary, average, going down all the time, living by fear, living by worries, living by concerns, living by troubles, living by problems. And that's why they advocate robots now. It's better to have a robotic car because, you know, robots than we Remove all the traffic accidents. And you can just, you know, stay in the car and just eat and drink and have music, you know. And then the car will go by itself. Mark my words. The world is going to be more and more bio. What's that called? Biomechanical. Biomechanical. The Tower of Babel is the tower of science and technology. Science and technology, AI, is going to overtake this world. And there comes a dictator. A dictator will come and rule.
this world. It was impossible for the dictator to rule this world without technology, but now with technology, he can. We're living through this time. It's important for us not to be ignorant. In the past, everybody said, it's good, science is good. Science is good until you are controlled by it. It's good when you can use it as a tool, but when it controls you, then it's no good. When it starts to control the way you think, the, the way you feel, the way you interact, and when it starts to invade into your personal life with surveillance, it's not good. So we need to have the wisdom of God. Say with me, I must have the wisdom of God. Jesus said, I'm come that you may have life. That's Zoe. And that they might have it more abundantly. You can decide the degree of God's life that you can have. And I encourage you to have it more abundantly. Live a high life. Can we say amen? Amen. Amen. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Father God, I praise you and thank you that you are speaking to us. Wonderful Holy Spirit. Blessed are the humble, for they shall hear God. Amen. Father, we praise you and thank you, exalt you as our creator, our maker. Amen. We did not create ourselves. We could not give birth to ourselves. But thank you, Lord, that you have given life to us. This high life, this abundant life. And if you are here this morning and you have not given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, or put it another way, you have not received his life into you. I want to give you this chance, this opportunity for you to raise your hand and say to the Lord, yes, I want your life. Jesus, I want your eternal life. I want your everlasting life. I want your high life, your Zoe. I see that hand. Anybody else? You say, yes, I see that hand. Jesus, I want your high life. Anybody else? Yes, I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Don't be religious. You want the life of God. I see that hand. Glory be to God. I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Remember, you need to receive it. God will not force it on you. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, freedom. You need to receive it. Receive this life and live it out. How many of you say, yes, I will live out this life. I thank you for this high life that you've deposited into my spirit and I want to live it out. Come on, lift up your hands. You say, I want to live it out and I am living it out every day. Lift up your hands and say, yes, Lord, I'm living it out. I'm living out your high life. I'm living out your high life. Yes, Lord, I'm living out your high life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Glory.